This is Wolves Weekly. With Mikey Burrows. Featuring the biggest names from past and present. All the teams, all the talking points. Hello there, I'm Mikey Burrows and welcome to another of our summer specials of Wolves Weekly, this time focused on Wolves women. A bit later on, we'll hear from the head coach, Dan McNamara, after his side finished second in the Northern Premier Division, but only on goal difference. There was silverware in terms of the County Cup, one in front of thousands of fans at Molyneux, and a long FA Cup run only ended by West Ham. We'll hear what it was like to join Wolves mid-season from very promising prospect Beth Roberts. But first, long-serving midfielder Summer Holmes gives us her thoughts on the season just finished. We was all gutted, to be fair. Obviously, we won the cup at the end, um, which was obviously a positive. But yeah, obviously, our main thing was obviously the winning the league and obviously getting to that uh, playoff uh, final. Um, but yeah, it's one of them things, football, um, just regroup go again next season have you had a chance to kind of reflect on on actually how successful you have been despite the fact you didn't didn't get to that level that you wanted to from the outside people look in and go that is a remarkable feat to have won it in the first season and to have come within goal difference of doing it again yeah obviously we've been really successful over the last two years but um ultimately it comes down to that goal difference which is obviously heartbreaking um like as like I said, we was all obviously gutted, but yeah, um, obviously we got six weeks off now, so we'll probably all reflect on it within those six weeks. Obviously, we had the one new game, and then we pretty much broke up um, for the end of the season. So, but yeah, we was all really gutted to obviously lose out on goal difference as well. Yeah, are you one of those people who will kind of look back at, at individual moments, the what ifs, and, and could have, should have, would have, could have, or? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, I look back at my own performances every week. Um, you know, um, obviously one for me, the FA Cup, the West Ham game, probably my fault, the first goal. So, yeah, I always look back at, obviously, all the, uh, we always do analysis, you know, in the training and always see what we can improve on and everything. Um, and I think maybe just, like, come down to, like, clean sheets as well. I think last season we had a lot of clean sheets and this this season we uh, conceded a lot of goals, uh, which ultimately paid the price, I think. Has it been different, though, this season? Because, because of your success last year, and maybe that took a few people by surprise. Have you found that teams have, have treated you or played against you differently this year? Yeah, I think uh, everyone turns up like Barcelona against us. Um, you know, you see some of the um, the results, the Forest and Foyle, you know, beat them 12-0. And then Foyle turn up against us and beat us 2-0. Um, so, yeah, like anything can happen in the league. But, yeah, I think everyone turns up like Barcelona against us. And obviously, you know, playing at, at Telford as well, I think... It's like a cup final for like most teams. It's probably the best ground in the league. Because you've been a part of the journey, kind of coming, you know, making that step up a division, um, and just kind of where you where you think it could go next, really, because it has been a remarkable rise in the popularity of the team. The, the fact that thousands are turning up at Molyneux to watch the games. It's, it feels like you are still riding that crest of a wave. It's how far that wave can take you. Yeah, definitely. I think it's become massive, hasn't it? Over the last, especially the last season, over the last two seasons. Um, you know, winning the league last season, 
Um, I think there was obviously a bit more pressure on this season and we put a bit too much pressure on ourselves at um, certain times, I think, which obviously we slipped up in some games. Um, but yeah, I think obviously it's grown massive. You can see the attendances at Molyneux, which is obviously great. You know, we always get like a, a big crowd at uh, Telford. Um, but yeah, we just got to push on next season and hopefully win it. And, um, you know, they've they've scrapped the playoff game. So hopefully we can uh, just win the league and they get promoted to where we should be, I think. Yeah. Um, final question. What's your moment of the season been? Um, I think it would have to be the end game at Molyneux. Um, you know, Trophy, a trophy is always good, isn't it? Um, like I say, I was really gutted to miss out on uh, the league on goal difference. But yeah, I'd say uh, winning the County Cup final at Molyneux, you know, home, t- uh, home turf. Given all the success the Wolves women have had in the last couple of seasons, they've made themselves an attractive prospect for young, talented players looking to progress their games. One such player like that is Beth Roberts, who joined midway through the campaign from Stoke. Here are her reflections on what it was like joining Dan McNamara's team. At first, it was a bit difficult, but I thought it would take a lot longer for me to get used to it than it did. Um, From the first training session, everyone was so welcoming um, and straight away it just felt like home. Um, And when I played my first game, I just really wanted to fight for the badge and fight for the girls and... Um, like that's the most important thing to me um, and yeah I feel like I've settled in really well. Was it actually quite a tough decision in the end? Yeah I, I was 50-50 and like, I, I got upset quite a bit because I've been at Stoke for so long and I thought am I really gonna see myself anywhere other than Stoke because it's the team I support, it's where I've grown up, um, I played for the academy from a young age so it was a massive decision Um but I just thought if I if I don't try it, I'll never know, and I don't want to have any regrets. And it has been the best decision I've made. And when you go into uh, a setup like Wolves have, um, and the the ambitions of people around Wolves, it's it's quite a driven squad, isn't it? it that 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 can be a, an an intimidating place to walk into sometimes. Yeah, I think there's definitely a particular type of player um, and and coaches that they want in that environment um, you've got to be driven to be the best and um, have really high amb- ambitions and expectations um, but it, sh- it was just really refreshing to be around people on the same page as me um, all striving to achieve the best um, Are there any moments that really stood out to you in the time you've been here? I mean you know, going to the Hawthorns especially I guess is one that really stands out because it means so much to not not just supporters actually I was going to say just supporters but looking around the place on that night um, it meant a lot to everybody else as well what really stood out to you in the games that you've played so far? Just the support that um, Wolves women have off the fans um, I've never seen anything like it home and away um, they're always there and it just seems every game there's more fans there I think people come once and then they don't they always come back and then that's it they're they're drawn into women's football um, and it's like having a 12th man with the fans especially at the Hawthorns I think we had more Wolves fans there than West Brom fans it was brilliant and what really always strikes me when I go to some of the women's games is how there are you know so many fans there not actually just young girls but I know it's really important for young girls but other fans as well who have got the girls names on their backs 
you know they're turning up not just in a shirt that's from a men's game they are full-on 100% Wolves women supporters yeah that's just amazing like something I haven't really seen before but a lot of Wolves fans who come to our games do have our names on the back of their shirts and I just think that's the reason why we play football because we want to inspire people and the fact that your name is on someone else's shirt is just like that's just a dream isn't it yeah and it's a lovely thing because you girls make a real point I think of um of spending an awful long time after games signing autographs I mean do you remember what it was like for you when you were that age And, and who was kind of your inspiration when you were younger the only football I really went to was Stoke men's games because women's football wasn't as big then I didn't really have the opportunity to go and watch them but I mean the men didn't really interact with the fans as much because there was that many fans but there was a player in particular Andy Wilkinson who always gave 100% and then just from watching the women on the tally I always looked up to Lucy Bronze um, because she's just a prime example of an athlete and um, she's so driven and so good as well and we play similar positions. I was going to say, you're far more Lucy Bronze than Andy Wilkinson. Yeah. I've seen you marauding forwards <laughs> and getting up and down there. Because that's been a key part of your game, isn't it? The, the kind of um, having the freedom, I guess, a little bit to, to go and get involved in advanced areas of the pitch. Yeah, I think the fact that in a lot of games um, we have majority of the possession which I'm not used to um it's like the the coaches are encouraging me to overlap and get up the pitch and get on the ball as much as I can um and it's just a dream for me because I love attacking um and I love overlapping and to be somewhere where I can do it all throughout the game and have the players around me um to support me to do that is really good what's the ambition moving forwards what's the target for next season um, definitely promotion um, that's the main word for me the main thing um, and I think for a lot of the girls and the coaches as well we were so close this season um, I know last season they got to the playoffs but I think we deserve and belong in the championship and I know I'm not saying that the league's easy it's really difficult and it's going to be really hard to again fight for promotion on a third season running but I think that we've got the players and the drive to do that and then again hopefully have a good cup run in the FA Cup the League Cup and hopefully win the County Cup again. Do you think this year has been a bit of a a lesson in terms of the level is so high the competition in the division is so strong and it's going to get stronger isn't it with the investment and teams that are arriving into it that there is almost so little room now to just have a bit of an off day. Yeah, I think um, this season was a great example um, because it was so close at the end. Um, If we would have won against Derby um, or Stoke, then it would have been a different story at the end of the season. But like you say, each season's only going to get harder with more teams getting more back in. Um, Better teams coming up like Newcastle. Um, So yeah, we've just got to be on our game every week um, and not be complacent or um, let any silly points slide or anything like that. And a personal ambition or target for yourself for next year? Um, Just again, um, consistently get minutes week in, week out. Um, I'll do that by working hard and training and pushing myself. Um, I want to try and get um, a record amount of assists that I've got so far and then hopefully get on the score sheet as well. 
Um, just before I let you go, is there one moment or one game that stands out as being your favourite? Definitely West Brom at the Hawthorns because I scored. That's just a surreal moment and it still feels like a dream that it happened, but that's one that definitely stands out. Um, and I've genuinely been asking everybody about um, their goals of the season. Um, it's actually quite hard to pick. Uh, from the women's perspective because there have been some unbelievable strikes this year yeah from before I come in February there were so many good goals and then afterwards as well but I think Beth Merrick at Brighouse she can't half strike a ball and it rattled the crossbar <laughs> and re- went in so we've got to go with that one <laughs> So no review of Wolves women's season would be complete without hearing from the head coach, Dan McNamara. We'll hear him talk about the plans for the summer, including recruitment and how important it will be to keep hold of their best players. But first of all, his thoughts on coming so close to attaining their title. I think it's a hard one to take because, uh, you know, to we, we actually bettered last season's points tally. <laughs> if you look at... Uh, if you look at the, the stats and you read into them, you know we um, we, we bettered last year. You know the, the so it's tough to take. It's tough to take because of the circumstances we found ourselves in with with losing Amber at Christmas and those are the little bits of luck that you do need just to get yourself over the line. And unfortunately, this year, you know, it, it wasn't meant to be. But really proud of the girls. I mean, to to come back from again more adversity of of losing the playoff to to then, you know. As I said, match, match, and better what we did last season, and, and ultimately lose out to a very, very strong Forest side is, is is something to be proud of. You know, it's another trophy in the cabinet with regards to the County Cup. We went better in the FA Cup and made a huge memory against West Ham. We went further in the in the uh, the National League Cup. So, so overall, although disappointment because we still have have not managed to to find that elusive chap, uh, championship spot. We have to look back at it as a, as another successful season in in Wolves women history. You mentioned losing Amber Hughes to injury, and I, I guess it, it when you lose the title on goal difference, it's, it's very kind of uh, obvious to point towards the fact that you lost your top goal scorer, the player that relies on. But in a way, does it does it point to some of the other players that their contributions can can be more, and and there is room for other players to step up in those moments. Yeah, I, I think so. I think, you know, however, what I will say is, is after losing Amber, the players that we did have, they, they really did step up, mate, because it went, I, I still say, it, I believe she's the best, the best centre forward in the National League. Now, she scored 19 goals prior to the 17th of December and, and she was on course for, dare I say, 35, 40 goals this last season. Um, so, yeah, potentially. Um, you know, there, there were certain moments where we probably felt we should have capitalised more in, in games. You know, we think back to the Stoke game, what we conceded in 90 plus six to make it two all. Um, but it's all what ifs now. You know, if, if we had a travel to Burnley at the end of the season, needing to win to win the title, would we have gone into it so relaxed and would we have performed to the manner in which we did so? It's all what ifs, and and as I said, look, we're looking at it as a staff this year. If if we were touchwood to lose Amber again, we've got to have somebody in there that's ready to to replace her um, with, with the the caliber of goals that she scores. So, I think it's a little bit of both, really. You know, players are probably disappointed, and 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 us as staff have got to make sure we've got the right squad together to to replace you know players of of her quality. So, 
Yeah, a little bit of both. Um, and I think ultimately, Mikey, look, we, we talk about the goals that we didn't score. I think if you look at the the actual results, there was a couple of freak results that didn't go in our favour. You know, I mean, Kyle beat us at home uh, in, in, in early January. And then seven days later, they got beat 12-0 by Forrest at home. You know, what did we lose the goals? We, we lost the, the, the goal difference by 15 goals. So, you know, there there's arguably 10. And then the week after, you know, they, they go to Bolmere and they win eight. So, a couple of freak results. But listen, I'm not taking anything away from Forest. They're a formidable, formidable side. You know, they, they they should have probably felt they, they should have won it earlier on, a couple of seasons earlier on with the squad that they've got. So, yeah, a few contributing factors. But as I said, ultimately, it wasn't meant to be our year this year and uh, last year. And hopefully we can we can regroup and go again. The um the difficulty in in football generally is maintaining, you know, that idea that just to stand still you have to still keep kind of pushing forwards. The fact that Forrest uh, didn't get promotion in the playoff game, and you now have Newcastle as well who've invested heavily, and still Burnley who've got good investment and um have been a bit of a bogey team and yourselves that is a very competitive division next year yeah absolutely you know outside of those four clubs you also look at stoke uh, stoke have announced they're going to back the women's program heavily over the next couple of years um so so they're going to be they're going to be in, in and around the mix you know filed have, have done some good stuff over the summer um so it is going to be tough but listen mikey ultimately we 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 can't we can't compete financially with with most of the, those those clubs around us. You know, some of the some of the offers that my players have had from Newcastle over this summer are they're up there with the Super League. You know, they're, they're literally up there with with what the players in the Super League are earning. So it, it's tough. It, it's tough. Obviously, Newcastle are turning full time this year. So for me, you know, all eyes are on Newcastle. I, I don't see. Other than a, a a bit of a, a catastrophe, I, I don't see how you can you can invest that heavily and and not expect to win a league. Um, so we we've got to understand that the game is moving very very quickly. And and yes, we, we as Wolves are, we we're, we're trying to 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 keep competing and we're trying to keep up with with the the, the pacemakers at the front of the the the, um, the queue and. But ultimately, we're never going to be able to do that with regards to finances that they're putting into it. So we've got to think outside the box, as we did last year with Forest and Burnley, as we did the, the year before when when we, when we got promoted. You know, we, we've got to find other ways to to be better and and utilize the the amazing stuff that Wolves do give us to to make sure we still try to to to, to touch base with with the the top of the group. So it'll be tough. It's going to be tough, but. Um, and you know we always like a challenge, and, and as I said, we'll try and be creative and flexible to to maximise what we can have access to. So, what does the summer look like in terms of recruitment, or simply holding on to the talent that you have? Well, first and foremost, you know I think um, you you you've hit the nail on the head there. Trying to trying to keep the group together, you know, it, it's always tough when when you miss out again. You know, it, it's always tough to to keep the the hunger. Of, of the group to to succeed, so naturally there always has to be there has to be people that uh, that step away, and, and obviously seen that yesterday with with the first two in in Ali Miller and, and Rhea Ellsmore, and you know I'd like to put on record to both of them they've played a huge part in in Wolves in recent history. You know you look back at some of the goals Ali scored for us 
last season, uh, or sorry, the season we won it, the, the Derby goal and the goal against Blackburn in the FA Cup at home, which I know is one of her favourites. And then we look at Rhea. Rhea's, Rhea's probably deserves a, a lot of credit because she she brings so much more to the group than, than what she does on the pitch. Um, she's a fantastic character and, and any club that gets Rhea over the summer has got a, an absolute gem of a, a person and a player because what she brings to the dressing room will be sorely missed. But as I said, we, we have to keep it fresh. We have to we have to keep uh we have to keep ticking over and we're not we're not we're not after six or seven players, we're after two or three that can really come in and impact the group and, and, and make that starting eleven better. Um and that's what we're doing. We know we're working hard, but again, like it's tough. It is hard when you know, players have have got the full time offer on the table from various clubs. We've we've extorted some amount of money. So, you know, we, I always say it's not about just getting the right player. It's about getting the right person. We have to find the right people to come into what is a really close knit group. Um, and you have to sort of filter out those who are, are not here for the right reasons. And, and and that's why we spend so much time. And you know, we haven't had any any news to announce yet on, on any players. You know, we are talking to. To quite a few, but again, we've got to really invest our time in finding out if they're the right people to to help us go on to the, the next stage of the journey. Um, and hopefully we can have some exciting news over the next few weeks. You mentioned that phrase, next stage of the journey. I was just thinking, is it quite interesting and, and a difficult, uh, not difficult, but maybe a different um, type of job now to what it was a couple of seasons ago when you know, the certainly coming out of COVID when all that momentum was there of getting that first promotion and, and being clearly far too good for the league you're in and now being in this situation where, okay, everyone knows what Wolves women are about. They know the, how you work and you're not just going out and getting an entirely new team. It's about that kind of s- slower progression, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think progressing year on year, I think that's the important part. We 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 know we've spoke about it. It's getting harder. It's getting harder with every season that goes by. You look at the the league below us now. Um, you you've got Peterborough who are massively backing it. You know we, we we've got Bolmer who are keen to try and get straight back into the league. So there's 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 a lot of clubs that are, are, are seeing the women's game now as actually it's the right thing to do to get behind your, your women and and to. And to see if you can progress them up the pyramid. You've seen what happened with Stalbridge over the last few years. They're obviously joining us in tier three next year. So, yeah, it, it's, it is a, you've, you've hit the nail on the head there. I think it's a different kind of job. It, it, you know, we came into tier three as a little bit of an unknown and probably shocked a lot of people. Um, but now it's uh, they know the qualities that we do have. Um, but as I said, it's about doing things a little bit differently. We, we, we uh, dare I say, it, it's probably a little bit like the, the men's team we we haven't got the the luxuries that that Newcastle again in, in the men's team Newcastle have got or you know your villas and stuff like that at the minute so we've got we've got to think outside the box you know and do do things a little bit more creatively and, and that's what we're aiming to do over this summer we're aiming to to be a little bit different you know we've got a not only recruit uh, uh, new players, we've also got to add to the staff. Obviously, massive loss for the group in with losing AJ over the summer. You know, he, he's he's had to step away for for various reasons, and um, you know he'll still be in contact with the group. But um, you know, big personality for us to lose. So again, we've we've got to look at the staff and make sure we get the staff structure right um, to to allow the girls the, the best possible platform to go on and succeed. But you're right; I think it's totally changed now. It's 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 a completely different league. There's, there's probably a top five who nobody would be surprised at who won it 
um, which is is really exciting on one hand. But as I said to you, the next stage of the journey for Wolves and for Burnley and for Forest and for Newcastle is to break into that uh, that elite game. You know, it, it has to happen over the next year or, or two years or whatever that looks like. And I'm sure it will happen. You know, hopefully that is under me. If not, then hopefully somebody will, will come and take the club where it needs to be. Um, because, you know, it's you see it now, the Championship, it's, that's getting stronger year on year. It's the full-time model that, that you probably have to go with now in the Championship. I think if you're not full-time, you struggle. And that proves in the league table year on year. So again, that's something for, for Wolves to think about as we do keep progressing and keep touching on, on, on getting there. So the whole thing's just exciting, but yeah, the next stage of the journey is to is to try and get over the line in in what will be a, a really difficult uh, difficult league. Yeah, we mentioned how difficult it is, but there is a different carrot this year, isn't there? In terms of um, the playoff scenario that kind of prevented you from getting promotion is gone. If you are able to win the league this year, you are now up into the championship, and that is a, a very different um, setup, I guess, and, and prize on offer at the end. Yeah, no, you're right. It's uh, I think that's why we're seeing such heavy investment. Uh, you know, uh, the, the ultimate prize is there now. It, it's there on 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 a plate for you, and you've just got to to go and be the best over twenty twenty two league games next season. Which, as I said, not only are we seeing the investment from the clubs, we're also seeing uh, players from from the championship who are keen to. To, to drop down and to be part of a project which is really exciting and and I believe it will be the strongest tier three there's ever been next season uh, with, with some of the players that you hear in that are as I said willing to, to drop down and be part of a journey um, you know there's a, as I said there's a few players that we're talking to and one of them one of them said to me I want I'd, I'd love to be remembered for being part of the group that got Wolves women to the championship, not just be a part of the team to play in the championship. And that's the kind of things I want to hear as a manager. You know, they're the kind of players talk about the right people. That's the right person to come and be part of the group. So it's exciting. As I said, it's really exciting. But next season, we probably all, or, or those top four clubs probably all know there's very, very small margins for error. Um, because, you know, you look at last season, it was, I think we, we won eight out of eleven home games, and we won ten out of eleven away games, and we still still missed out. <laughs> it's incredible the the quality that's in that league now. Um, so yeah, it's going to be exciting. It'll be stressful for for those involved, it, it, right in the mix, but from the outsiders and for the fans, I think it's going to be a hell of a ride. Thanks for listening to the all new Wolves Weekly from Wolves Radio. Don't forget to give us a follow at Wolves across social media. And all the very latest is at wolves.co.uk or on the move via the Wolves app.